0: i could go on doing that all night um welcome back everyone week three fantasy podcast coming up um first we're gonna need your help today maddie Mm -hmm. alex and i are here we talked a little bit backstage we need your
1: help you guys had a big night last night i understand
0: alex do you want to tell them where we were we Still had a fans. real nice
2: trip up to uh, Bangor, Maine to see the goddess Stevie Nicks perform live. Mm-hmm. And it Queen. was a, a great mm-hmm. show. Yep. Yeah. What well, was, um?
1: <clears throat> I guess I'll say highlight, but that's generic. So let me put it this way. Which part of the night made you feel the most feelings?
2: Probably getting in the
1: limo. Wow. You're a party guy. You're a party boy. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And that might have offended
0: Gibby a little bit, but let's see what he has to say. Oh, so she went back to back with uh, Gold Dust Woman, where she she had like one of her moments. I don't know if anyone's uh-huh. ever watched the clip on YouTube of Silver Springs, where she's just screaming at Lindsey Buckingham like the song's about the breakup. So she had a moment where I don't know if it was the the effects or what the case was, but there was that, and then. Um, right into landslide in the story about landslide uh which we'll get to in a second um, was just i i don't think i could see for maybe about 10 15 <laughs> minutes like i i felt like i was on it on it you were just minutes. so many tears you couldn't oh, control God. you just let yourself I mean, go uh, yeah uh my eyes were welling up it was a lot um <laughs> uh, who, who who chaperoned you guys to this event
2: our, our driver, rest, Richard, Our wives were supposed to. Mine chaperoned uh-huh. myself. Uh, Nina yeah. did not make an appearance last night. Yeah. Mike was uninvited, um, if you will.
0: I don't think anyone was out of out of hand. It was just a late night. Like we were, we were back in in the AM hours, which for guys getting our, you know, age, <laughs> um, it's Listen, it's tough to rebound. You left it all out there. You had a big night. There's no reason to qualify it or make any excuses when i say that guys that get to our age you know
2: we're here watching
0: stevie Nicks doing her thing at age 74 which Mm -hmm. i mean alex mentioned goddess i said the queen i I don't think there's there's anyone like there like her in the world so um i had a question for you guys i'll start with you alex just because you had the the most recent experience um in presence but we're not going to do Favorite Snack. We already went through that with you. I think we need to share with the listeners for today the the favorite or your go-to Fleetwood Mac or um, Stevie Nicks song.
2: Yeah, you know, for me, that one was solidified last night. Um, it's Edge of 17. I think um, she, it's just a, it's a rock song. It really brings the feelings. I enjoy it. Gets the people moving.
1: Yeah, that's a great pick. I mean, there's a lot of good answers here. I have a co-tie for first for these two. Um, Everywhere has just always been a a song that I enjoy. Yeah, it's a classic, obviously. And then I, I don't know. Actually, you guys tell me. You're the experts here. I think a little bit lower, or or maybe a little bit deeper in the catalog is where you'll find Little Lies, which is also, yeah, Yeah. just a song that it's one of those songs that if you hear it. You, your attention goes from whatever you're doing to that song and then you're moving around a little bit before you even realize it. It just happens.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's just a great yeah. rhythm to it. Yep. Gibby, yours must be, I'm assuming, Deep Cuts. You probably go
0: way well, in the catalog for your time. Stevie Nicks. So yeah. I, I want to preface this. I'm not the... the. Uh, they're in my top three or five bands all time. There's no sure. question. Next to um, Aerosmith. There... <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> there are other bands that that I probably... Prefer on on par with, but there are other people. I should say is what I was I was getting at. Sure. Um, and I presented this without really thinking this through. But um, <laughs> you're really Michael it, Scotting this one. There are people, yeah, <laughs> other people that uh, I just want to see where this ends. Um, other people, <laughs> you never know.
1: You don't know. <laughs>
0: you don't. Um, that that are bigger Stevie Nicks fans, bigger Fleetwood Mac fans. My wife is a bigger Stevie Nicks fan than I am. Um, okay, but Fleetwood Mac is kind of my my World. So um, you said everywhere, Maddie. Fantastic. Love it on the dance. It's it's one of my favorites. It's a Christine McVee sort of lead song, um, Mm. the pianist in in Fleetwood Mac. She has another one that I can't um, think of off the top of my head that I was singing all night. I was singing all morning. And that's what lack of sleep will do for you. But if I'm going my like Desert Island Fleetwood Mac song every single time, it's Landslide. um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the one of three songs that I might know three chords to. So um, I sure. stick with it and uh, sure. um, nothing so, more uh, fitting than starting the show there. So I, I believe we heard you playing that at
1: the, uh, at the inn in Pinehurst a few times.
0: The, what was it? The Pinewood Inn or the Pinecrest Inn? Pinecrest. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. So Like if you have a, a, a super group, if you will, like Fleetwood Mac. Has anyone had a more successful solo career from that time period than Stevie Nicks has breaking out in on her own, doing solo I had, shows? I had an answer as you started that question,
1: and then I realized, you know what? I don't even think it's there, but Sting, maybe Phil Collins. Phil Collins came Ooh, to mind, Phil. yeah. I mean, Phil always hits. You're going to have a hard time finding any any music that didn't give you some level of enjoyment from that time frame.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there and no one's going to be upset if one of the deep cuts comes on the radio. If you're listening to Never Go Back Again or, or you know, a number of the different songs and they're not even deep cuts because half of them are number one hits. They're all bangers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You um, can't go
1: wrong. You cannot lose. Throw it on. Enjoyable time for everybody.
0: So, Stevie, we, we appreciate the, the show, the effort in Bangor. Um, we wanted to, you know, give you your six minutes of due here on the show. Well, uh, but but we've got to move on. We've got some big topics to, uh, ahead of us. Thank you, Stevie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, Alex, I wouldn't say you unearthed Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say, like, it was, it was top 20 play for everyone in fantasy world. But um, you were so adamant. Uh, that we said, OK, we're just running with this train. Great game. He had the the rushing yards, the receiving yards, touchdowns, etc. So, Alex, um, the world, all 25 listeners we had last week. Thank you, Juice, time's, time's um, for your work on on Tuesday night. Uh, they
2: need to know your your pick of the week. Well, you know, it's funny, Mike. We talked last night uh, on the way up to the Stevie show, and I gave you my thought, and I've changed it since then, just so you know. Um, oh, I've I like a that. more thought. Uh, it's, they're, I'm they're sticking amazing. with the wide receiver train this week because I feel like they're performing. I am going with Drake London this week. I think Ooh. that he has really hit a stride with Marcus. I think that they're building some chemistry there. You see his numbers increasing. His targets are increasing. And I think against Seattle this week, it's a real good opportunity for him.
1: Yeah, um, Pitts is not a part of the game plan right now. And there's really nobody else in that offense other than Patterson, but he's a gadget player. So I have him in my lineup as well. I think that's – we talked about this last time, that when you overthink what chalk is going to look like, and then it kind of depends on the tournament size. Ours generally end up being these smaller cash games. But, yeah, I love that pick. That's a great pick. That game – that game – is a little worrisome because Seattle is the only team that throws more passes or plays with better pace than the Bears. I know that's a low bar. Again, sorry. <laughs> Condolences Rick, Rick. to Rick. Yeah, sorry, Rick. <laughs> so I think your path to getting good value out of him there because he is still affordable, but not like super cheap. Is yeah, you got to get 60, a touchdown early, Vandal,
2: right now? Yeah, so it's he's good a, value. He's a real mid-range, you know, tier. Let's call him tier four, if you will, uh, sure, Vandal. Yeah, he's around guys like Curtis Samuel, Juju, Smith- Juju was my other thought for the week. I think him lining up a slot is going to be a real good matchup this week against Indy, Uh, but I'm sticking with Drake. Yep, I like that pick. That's solid. Give me your thoughts. I
0: I like it too. I I had uh, Juju penciled in um, after our conversation last night, but um, I did want to tell the listeners we've we've changed our format a little bit. So Maddie and I were competing head-to-head, which – you know, wasn't nearly as much fun as what we're going to – I hope what we're going to do now, um, fun for the listeners, is is kind of build out a lineup, give some thoughts on maybe uh, three or four receivers, three or four running backs, a couple quarterbacks, and um, <laughs> we're going to throw a dart at the wall at tight end if you've heard the last two shows, and then uh, maybe some thoughts on a defense we both like. So um, that's a new format for our fantasy picks, and we'll go over some ideas, but I've I've been finding – a way to keep Drake London out of every lineup I've made, um, and and uh, it, in a positive way for Drake London, like I I keep referring back to him, um, but and I think about Seattle, et cetera. But I think uh, there's the connection there. Um, the target share I saw has been going up a little bit, um, and Pitts is not involved in the offense as of right now. That might change this week. I mean, you might see a ton of Kyle Pitts, um, but. Um, I, I like it, you know, especially it kind of like second, third receiver price, depending on what you want to do with running backs. So, um, so Maddie, let's start at the top of the roster quarterbacks that you like. What, what have you been thinking about? So I always, you know,
1: I mean, I try to start thinking about games <clears throat> and inside of those games, I'll think of teams that play with pace that are efficient, that have talent and when the matchups work in their favor. So I think there's a couple, there's a cup, there's like a top tier of chalky games this week. Um, yeah. What
0: are buff- your three? What are your three? Cause we usually go through
1: this. We do. Yeah. So my chalky, I think the chalkiest game we're going to see is probably going to be Detroit, Minnesota kind of yeah. feels like it's headed that way. Um, I think people are going to get sucked into Buffalo, Miami, which is Me going too. to be a disappointment. Um. I, so I, I have two answers here for the third game, and it depends on if Herbert plays. And even if he does, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, everything that I'm reading this week about his injury is a pain tolerance thing, so they're not going to put him in positions to get smoked out there if he does play. So we're going to probably see – this is so if you want to get really contrarian, this is where you could probably put in a Joshua Kelly punt at running back lineup to get yourself the option to stuff like – justin jefferson and cup or something crazy if you want to go like stars and scrubs so i think that game or the rams in the arizona game could also end up being a shootout but arizona cliff is just a fake play caller there's no way he's got any idea what he's doing he doesn't know how to use any of these guys so i worry about that game but those are a couple i'm looking at
0: i agree I agree. I was I was looking at Detroit, Minnesota, um thinking at first when I was looking at quarterbacks like, "Oh, I'm on to something." <laughs> but I think everyone else is on to something too. So, um yeah, I the one that I I think might sneak up on people a little bit is Detroit or uh Philadelphia Washington rather. Okay. Um it, Philly, we've talked about, has a really good defense. Um Wentz is on like one of his tears right now. It's a revenge game potentially, um, and and I think Philadelphia is going to be able to score with him. So I I don't see that game going to you know sixty points, but I think that could be a nice you know three score for each team type of game. In that um, game, I love Wentz
2: and I love um, Sanders,
0: Miles. So yeah, I'm not in on either of them. Any quarterback names that you want to throw at the the dartboard for this one?
1: I um for that game or just in particular for the slate in, in
0: general if we're building yeah.
1: out this lineup yeah I, so this is a week where I'm probably gonna stay relatively chalky at quarterback I like I think Mahomes is in a good spot yep um and that offense is just so consistent even though you can't really pick I think it's a position where you could use him with just Kelsey yeah. But I also so spoiler alert when we get there. I have two tight ends that I like above all other tight ends this week. I've actually put so, some time into this and I've thought about matchups and all of the things that would go into a tight end having
0: a successful day. But I, I think have one tight end that I like this week and you've already mentioned. Them. So oh nice. So um, so, so,
1: you, so you could do that mini stack with Mahomes yep. and Kelsey. Um, I think you could probably also get away with playing Hurts, like you guys both mentioned, and you don't even, yeah, even stack him with
0: anybody. Hertz, Hertz was one of my thoughts on quarterback. And then I thought about Goff, too.
2: Yep. Um, but, you know, depending on where you need to save money. Um, yep. Do you think with Hardman being limited this week that it's going to increase the other values of the KC receivers? I did see that Enemy was talking about how
1: they start – they're feeling like Sky Moore is picking the offense up and he they, they want playmakers. And you're I've not seen any playmakers in that. MVS has one thing that he does. Juju really hasn't been getting any separation. And it's not really helping anybody out. So I think there's an opening there. Um, somebody on that team outside of Kelsey has to show some level
0: of production. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I couldn't tell you which. That's a dart throw for sure. It is. And I think it could be a running back game too. Like it could be yep. check and, you know, move the sticks a bit. Um. Yep. um let's see. So speaking of running backs, um, a couple that I – I liked right off the bat and I'm like, okay, these are safe plays. And it all obviously just depends on uh, you know, it's it's gonna be entirely how much money do you have. Um, so I felt like Cook and Mixon were like the best value at their price based on what I expect game flow to be. Um, but a couple of like digging not really deep, but deep enough um is uh let me see who did I have. I had the Bears game. This is for you, Rick. Um, I had David Montgomery, um, as someone I really liked this week, just, I think he's going to get in the end zone against Houston. Houston couldn't stop, you know, and this might be recency bias watching the the Broncos last week, but they couldn't stop the run game. However, we decided not to run the ball once it was in the five yard line. Um, so I like Dave Montgomery here. And I also like Damien Pierce quite a bit. Who's Mm -hmm. really cheap. And, and he was another guy, right, that um, Houston didn't give Burkhead a carry all last week. Um, so I think they want this to be the Damian Pierce show um, and for him to emerge. And I know Chicago's got a decent uh, run defense, but I, I still feel like there's going to be opportunity. And um, and I don't think it's going
2: to be a 6-3 to three
0: finish on, on this game.
2: If we're sticking on of right. our running backs right now, what do we think about the Panthers? Are they ever going to be able to get any offense going? And is Christian McCaffrey going to continue his injury train? In, or is he going to go back to two years ago self, three years ago self?
1: There's no upside in using anybody from that team in FanDuel until they fire Matt Rule. There's too many other options. Oh, we asked it easily.
0: I would be shocked if he makes it through October, to be honest. I was going to say seven and a half
2: yeah. in terms of the week. Should yeah. be over under. the over/under on. You think that team is just a hands-off, no fantasy? Yeah, because
1: because because you can talk yourself into any of these guys, but if the game script and the game situation and the offense effectiveness and competence is gonna factor in, then they just don't have it. Like Baker Mayfield is, I think he was thirty-first out of all thirty-two starting QBs, and like four of the most important things, like third-down conversions and completion percentage and all that. So they're just—it's not good there. It's not a great. For there's a no bench point. Tour.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't.
1: That's just me. I've been riding
2: the McCaffrey train on our legacy team for three years now, and he's just breaking me every season. <laughs> yeah, you got to cut bait at some point. I know. Yeah. I'm there.
0: Take those the guys are tough. Take back. Um, Matt, I do
1: think, you have any running backs you like? So, Dalvin Cook is the fifth highest priced running back, and I I, I like to target. Really good running backs in good situations coming off of bad weeks because there's always going to be that recency bias where everybody goes, eh, he's he does like you only remember the last game. Yep. Um, Detroit, that's like a that's just a smash spot if you think about the fact that Minnesota's basically got one receiver, Thalen looks like a shadow of himself. Everything's everything's funneling through Jefferson, and so in a game against this Detroit who just doesn't really play a lot of defense. That I mean that game's probably going to shoot out either way or it's going to be one. There's no in between for that game. It's a I shootout agree. or they won't score any points at all.
0: I completely agree. I I had him circled in every every single thought process that I had in terms of lineup. So, yep.
1: yeah. I do have one uh punt running back. If you're again back to my point earlier, you made a good point about Damian Pierce. I kind of like tinfoil-hatted Joshua Kelly into my lineup for no good reason. (laughs) But Josh Jacobs is not traveling with the Raiders. Okay. So he's out. So that makes me feel like you could probably play as White because Arizona doesn't play any defense and I, I I have to look for him honestly I think he might be minimum priced. He's yeah, he's 4600. 4600. So the thing that that lets you do with your lineup is is pretty wild. So if you if you stuff a Zamir White in there, you can get two out of these three like big time running backs or you can get two huge receivers. So I like that player.
0: Speaking of receivers, Alex, you were on the train. Any any big time receivers that you
2: loved? Cop I mean, I think it's a yeah, good matchup for him this week. I know that's not a mind-blowing Can't revelation lose. right there, but I, I ben, think that we're going to see a little decline from the the Hill-Diggs train that we saw last week. Um, I don't I think agree. they're going to put up those same numbers, uh, especially playing each other this week, but it's going to be fun to watch that game. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Can't go wrong. I mean, Cop, Jefferson,
1: Adams, Chase... Maybe digs are all pretty much like I think you're going to get what you're going to get from those guys this week. It's going to be locked in. It's, yeah, it's gonna be-
0: a little stay away on digs this week. I think, you know, yeah. it tends That's to correct. be some regression to the
2: mean uh, yep. after a big week. But like that. we were talking about it, Gibby, and you've made this announcement. And I'm sorry if I blow up your spot That's here, okay. but you've, you've said you don't think Buffalo will lose this year.
0: I think everyone on the podcast has said that. I think yeah. Rick Rick had seven AFC <laughs> team <laughs> games. Rick, Rick <laughs> gave them
1: two full years of wins,
0: thirteen games. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's going to be it's going to be tough for them to to lose. Um, I I think anyway, there's always going to be a random game, right? In like November,
2: uh, some trap game or against a yeah. mediocre team.
0: Yeah. So. Um. So anyway, my my. Uh, you know, I, I agree. I think you want to grab one of those guys, and then I really liked kind of the the second tier quite a bit. I, and in that game, I really like Waddle. Um, there's going to be a ton of attention on Tyreek Hill, um, and so I I think you know they're going to have to look somewhere, and I think Waddle's going to find you know the same chemistry he had last year with Tua, where they're throwing the ball three yards from the line of scrimmage, and he's they're trying to see what he can do to to break free. So I liked Waddle. Um the flip side of the KC game, I really liked um Pittman coming back. Mm-hmm. Tell me why I shouldn't, because I feel like is he injured? Is there any reason? I feel like they're gonna have to play some catch up. I I'm looking at him right now. He was gonna be my first
1: receiver that I mentioned too, because his price is a little depressed because he was out for a week. What's KC's he at right now? Seventy four hundred.
2: Okay.
1: So he's he's sandwiched next to like Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, Michael Thomas. I I would pick it. I mean, I think you have to start your lineups with him because we saw last week that Indy can't do anything without him. KC does not have a shutdown defense. They're going to be scoring points, which to your point, Gibby, Indy's going to be in catch-up mode. He's all they have. That was proven last week. So they're not going to want – they can't – Frank Wright can't afford to lose another game badly. They're going to feed Pittman and they're going to feed Taylor. And I think you can play either one of those guys. Reckless abandon.
2: I agree. Well, Outside I of last mean, week's game against the Chargers, KC proving they have to score 40 points or more to win games. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think so. So that, I like him.
1: Um, I think Christian Kirk is a, is a solid play. Cause if, if that, but that one kind of is contingent on what Herbert we get as well. Cause that total could come down like six or seven points if he's playing, but limited and Vegas catches wind to it. So he's a wait and see. Um, I think Curtis Samuel still too cheap. 6,300, he's next to Mooney. Mooney, I don't even think Mooney has a catch, maybe one or two. We'd have to ask Rick, but it doesn't. it's not good over there. So Washington scheming plays for Samuel. They're feeding him the ball. Philly's probably going to score a ton. Alex, you both said it earlier, that could be a sneaky shootout. Samuel is the same price as Drake London. I feel like you could pop both those guys in there and have a pretty good setup.
0: Yep. I like it. So you, you teased us, Matt. Mm. All right. Tight, ends. Tight ends. You've done your research. Mm-hmm. You're hot on them. You mentioned Kelsey, the stack with Mahomes. I think everyone's kind of waiting to play that. <laughs> I think everyone yeah. kind of looks away from Mahomes when they see him. And it's like, oh, no, I don't want to have the best quarterback that I've ever yeah. seen play football. Uh, yeah. No offense, Tom Brady fans. Yeah. Um, but um, I just had to get a dig in there. <laughs>
1: who's that dig directed at specifically (laughs) new england okay
0: i offended new england finally (laughs) yeah no good we
1: were waiting for it we've been waiting for you
0: so tight ends back back on track (laughs) right where we started
1: so i'm gonna play kelsey and i'm gonna play waller in a lot of lineups this week because if josh jacobs isn't playing which we now know to be true if hunter renfro isn't playing I don't think Tennessee is going from – I know they weren't the most solid number one seed last year, and they probably in reality were more of like a three or a four. Still a playoff team. They lost a receiver. The defense still stinks. I don't think that team is cooked. I think they've had a really tough run in the first couple weeks playing some teams that are really good, really good defenses that just – I mean, the bills aren't fair. So I think that game could have some points, and I think Waller and Adams are all that Carr has, our guy Carr. So – I think you can play both. This could be a weird two tight end week. I'm, I'm going to plant that flag. I think it's possible.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waller at 6,400. I mean, he's only 200 more than you're, you're getting Drake London for or, oh. um, you know, a number of those receivers in that, in that ilk. Um, yep. So I, I like that idea too. Well, and on. it's neither team wants to go on three, right? Yep. Um, they're, you know, Las Vegas has Denver next week who I certainly don't want to go one and two, but they're very well could. So this Tennessee Vegas game might be not to steal from Bill Simmons or the ringer too much. I know we've been doing that a lot, but okay. you know, this could be the loser leads town match um, in terms yeah. of playoff hopes. Um, yeah. Cause they both have some tough sledding going forward. So,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. It's interesting. Um, Uh, Yeah, I'll just sneak in there, and I think this week I like Tyler Higby at tight end. I think it's a sneaky play, not too expensive. Uh, You know, I'm a big believer in you either pick one of the top two or three tight ends, or you just, you know, throw somebody in there to to take a spot. Absolutely. Uh, But I like Higby. He's got a lot of targets, and I think he's going to start capitalizing on those. Yeah, I like that. That logic checks out for me, and I'm the same with tight ends.
1: We talked about that; it's all or yes. nothing. I'm going all the way up or all the way to the bottom. I'm not going to middle it. So, yeah, I like that. It's not a bad play. Ertz is kind of the same type of play, I think, if you want to go that route.
0: But they're the same game, so maybe that's why. Yeah. Gabby, yeah what do you think? I was trying to find someone really low that I loved, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. get on like the um, Mo Alley Cox bandwagon yeah. or OJ Howard or, or anyone else. So I think this might yeah. be the week to to start one of the studs. Defense, I've been thinking about a lot, and I just – there's one team that I'm, I'm like, why? Why are why are they this low? And I know they haven't played particularly well, and their offense is failing them, I think, more than their defense is. Cincinnati. Um, mm-hmm. They have the Jets. Flacco is not going to have the same comeback he had – this past week against the the Browns um, every single week. So, you know, I know they're on the road, um, but I feel like sacks are going to be there. Flacco is not especially mobile, um, prone to picks. So I, I feel like there could be a pick six there and they're, they're cheap. They're, you know, probably the 20th overall defense in terms of pricing. So, I feel like that's a nice play for on for a cheap defense that that could score you some point some points.
1: Yeah, I like that. That's good logic. It's I start from the bottom with defenses, and this is probably wrong. Who knows what have I what have I learned? Almost <laughs> quite literally nothing. But I make my way up from the bottom, and I look for teams with a good pass rush playing quarterbacks that are have a high propensity for throwing the ball directly into defenders' chests and. Yep. First game that fits the bill is Cincy, technically. So it's the cheapest defense playing a team that is obviously a little bit over their head and is not playing all that well. Um, I also would prefer, I prefer to use home defenses. I feel like that matters. Yeah, I, I don't think... have any data to support it, but.
0: Well, we can find someone with data. Yeah, we'll dig it up. Um, Let's win win this is the sponsor is win, win the entry. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And we'll have all the resources we need, which is good. We have a lot of other needs, and that's probably on the list. So. New Orleans isn't cheap, but they get Baker,
0: so I don't know. I think I think you might have just talked me into Cincy, to be honest. I think it,
2: it's the most obvious play to me. Um, uh-huh. It just stood out. Yep. Um, I know I talked about this game already, but I I really think Falcons uh, lining up against Seattle again this week has a real option for points. Yeah,
1: agree. Yeah, it's good. We're aligned. That could. That's. We just got the million dollar lineup. It's in there. You just got to pick through it. And uh, sift through some of the junk, but the million dollar lineup is definitely amongst the words that we've said here tonight.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna enter this. I've, I've taken, heated all of the notes. I'll refer back. We'll let you know next week what we ended with because of course. I don't want to give away all Maddie's picks. Um, well, they're not worth much. Yeah, they could be. Um, True. So, True. So we're entered, and uh, and we'll let you know what happens next week. But I do want to wrap it up. Um, and one topic that we didn't cover as much um, was what happened with the Celtics uh, the last few days, and and I just want to leave it kind of on my opinion. Twitter is terrible. Like yeah,
1: that's bad. Successful
0: Woj Woj threw out that bomb um, yep. late at night on Wednesday, and and it was the most vague report I had ever read, and just let Twitter go nuts with what could have been the scenario, and so and I I should. Yeah have stopped reading Twitter immediately yeah. because some of the things that I read were, were, uh, you know, questionable to say the least. So, um, so anyway, uh, I do want to pass it off for final thoughts on uh, the Ime Doka, where the Celtics go from here. One last thought and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, that's a good summary. I mean, it's
1: obviously unfortunate, a deplorable move on uh, Ime's part, just like kind of, an easy thing to not, uh, an easy thing to not do, but some of these guys just struggle with it. So, I mean, I don't think we need even need to debate that. Obviously, he's no. a, he's a clown. But in terms of what it means for them moving forward, um, the timing on it is is a little suspect because I know they would have preferred to just promote Will Hardy into that role. Yep, jazz coach. But, but he left. and Now he's out in utah so that's not an option but i have used this as an opportunity to dig a little bit deeper into joe mazula who is the i don't know if they've announced this yet i actually haven't been paying attention but he's yeah i think they did today they did today yeah so everything i've read about him he's one of those like 34 year old already up for consideration um with other head coaching jobs well thought of in coaching circles smart like I think smart. Plus it seems like he also is a leader of men. He understands how to talk to people and communicate. So it seems like they're probably in pretty good hands. I also don't feel as though an NBA head coach is really all that impactful in the game. Mm -hmm. I think they're there to manage the flow of the game. They're there to understand sequences and pacing and having everybody in the right place and kind of rerouting guys when it turns into and one street ball. But I don't think it's like a massive impact like you'd see from maybe an NFL coach who
0: needs to know when
1: to call timeouts. Yeah, there's a lot there, and you're coordinating multiple sides of the ball. So I think they could be in good hands. I mean, the team's good. There's leadership on the team, so that helps. Um, I think that they'll be in good shape, and I think Missoula sounds like the kind of guy who might have it together. So I'm, uh, I'm choosing to look forward. To the positive
2: if i could take anything away from this it would be the self-policing that the or the celtics organization has taken here i um, not waiting for the league to demand them to do this i think they took the high road here did the right thing brad stevens has drawn a line on wow. uh, conduct and i know Gibby, how you mm-hmm. feel about brad he had a press conference today where he let his outrage known be known about what the media has done to uh, celtics female staffers and he's mm-hmm. doing everything right right now
0: yep Praise Brad. Um, I've been doing it for uh, <laughs> 10 years Maybe our, our North Star two years ago. Yeah. He our North Star. Um, so, anyway, yeah, I, we might have some more thoughts about it. I think it allows Marcus Smart to really step into the leadership role, which I know mm-hmm. um, I'm a fan <laughs> of. <laughs> We're going to have to
1: dedicate an entire <laughs> podcast to the Marcus Smart fireside <laughs> chat with you.
0: So, I'm just putting that nugget out there. Yeah, I um, but, uh, but yeah, so interesting week to say the least. And um, usually this podcast, this Friday, you know, wrap up um, and fantasy looking forward to the following week would, would come out a bit earlier, but uh, Stevie called and she needed us there for her. So um, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you, Alex. We'll see if you're invited on next week. Yeah, we're really
2: pulling for Drake right. this week. I want to be back, boys. <sighs> Can the kid go two for two?
1: Yeah, we'll be all... Say. We'll be locked in on that game.
0: (laughs) Randy, as always, well done. Appreciate it, my friend.
1: Yep. Gibby, you're the king. Alex, thanks for coming, bud. Thanks, guys.